This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Doors. Rolling. What? I'm rolling. Brings you what? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Hudgie Podcast number 1145. Wow. Nine, uh, uh, what's today? September 6th. 6th. Happy anniversary. Wow. It's somebody's anniversary. <laughs> 98 degrees on this day in 1922 and 35 degrees on this day in 1885. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail yeah. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake... It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Did anybody get their pittance of the walls check yet? No. I oh. did. Did you know that it was... Uh, Issued by Submittable Holdings in Missoula, Montana? I did, and in fact, I went online to look. I got it last week because it looked fake. It looks like junk mail. Kind it of. looks like something you almost might have thrown away. Yep, yep. Well, it's a good thing you didn't. That was the pittance you're going to get from the $18 billion he stole from the citizens of Minnesota. Uh, and uh, I was called by my tax guy to bring this up as a topic on your show, possibly, that why do we have to have a Montana place? Well, that's what an emailer, David, is wondering. Uh, he's wondering, is there no company in Minnesota that is capable of handling this? Or did we get a better deal? What What is this? You're printing checks. We have no printers in Minnesota? Right. Or Missoula, Montana got the gig? We got good banks around here, don't we? Outfits? Doesn't that mean that some of the surplus, very small amount, uh, had to go to a bank in Missoula, Montana and sit well, there? It's through the U.S. Bank, or through U.S. Bank, and right. this is called Subtitle Holdings, the company that sends it to you. Uh, and I, I don't know why or how that works. This guy uh, said Submittable Holdings. Maybe he... Submittable. What did I say? You said Subtitle. Oh, Submittable is probably correct. Or whatever you said. Sub I have it in the news. Let me look. Let me look. Submittable, Submittable holdings. holdings. That's correct. Yes. Are they maybe a clearinghouse for other states that would do something similar? Uh, yes. And in fact, uh, the payments the frontline workers got apparently also came from this company, huh. which I, I did not know. But uh. Kenny, yesterday you, you tried to recruit for your committee redesigning the garage logic flag yeah we've got to change that thing the youngster in texas the precocious texas uh, kid who yeah, uh, yeah, knows more about garage logic than anybody yep and i got a note from joe down in uh, little elm texas 
who said the 10-year-old and I just caught up with the podcast where Kenny referred to the 10-year-old as that kid from Texas. Yep, yep, that's him. When he was sarcastically talking about redesigning Look, the GL logo. He's on the committee. The kid is. I trust him. He's got a good point of view. The 10-year-old wanted to point out that he was born in Princeton, Minnesota, spent much of his life in Wisconsin, and only moved to Texas to get away from the mystery. And if you want to change the GL logo, you're going to go have to get through a kid from Texas to do it. <laughs> We do things differently down here. Okay, so he's going to be on the committee representing common sense. Try that in a small town. Yeah, I was going to say, so this guy already has the annoying Texas attitude, huh? He's only been no, a he's a good kid. He's a good kid. We love him. We love him. Signed Joe and the 10-year-old in Little Elm, Texas. I read a piece today about, and I don't want to go into it because it's all entirely predictable, I read a piece today on the uh, uh, MPR website on what exactly is involved in changing the flag. And the first thing the committee did hmm. is they've asked for more time. <laughs> you you know this is going to be a cluster bleep. It's going to be drawn out. Uh, a committee's involved, which is a bad sign. And and it's going to, uh, it's going to result in... Uh, I would imagine a much controversy at, among just the committee members. At what point will part of this extended time also involve feeding starving children in the state of Minnesota? That's because that's got to have to be in play here. They're going to need money for that. I don't that. know what's wrong with the current flag. It, it, well, I find it peaceful. Have we found it racist because of the Native American presence? Everything about it. It just doesn't apply to today's standards. Well, nothing My, today, nothing historically applies to today's standards, which is why the mystery is trying to remove it. Well, uh, what I'm seeing for our new flag, it's going to be all red, and it's going to have a hammer and a sickle on it. Or, you know, something, maybe a swastika in a sickle, uh, something like that. Joe, who decided, my question is, who decided that we need to change this? Was this brought before the voters? Not to my knowledge. No, it wasn't. Rook, it's a good, uh, right good Google question. How about we do it with the, the T-shirt Peggy Flanagan was wearing, you know, with the knife and the protect the trans kids? Why don't we make that our state flag? How about a state flag of walls with a great big bucket, and he's standing above uh, on the on a on the precipice of a waterfall, and you see him dumping into the waterfall eighteen billion dollars. Not bad. <laughs> That's really Not good. Bad. I thought I had one. I'm also seeing uh, a cow and a rock. I'll go for that. <laughs> but I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. The new one will not be colorful or meaningful or memorable. It will be benign as possibly. Wait. Yes. How about on basically on behalf of the last, what, three, four years of shows we've done? How about just a white flag? Just start waving it. We're yeah, done. Just a white flag. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's not the best. bad. Thank That's you. a good one. Yeah, and held up by like a bandaged drummer boy from the Civil War. Yep. <laughs> yes. we're good. Yes. We're done. We Whoa. call it marching with a limp. This right. comes from March twenty fourth of twenty two. Lawmakers pushed to redesign Minnesota state flag and seal by Mohammed Ibrahim. Oh, a lifelong Minnesotan. Huh? I uh, see. Well, no, he, he he wrote the he wrote the um, article. Oh, I see. Uh, this legislation, a joint effort by Democratic reps Mike Freeberg of Golden Valley and Peter Fisher of Maplewood, <sighs> yeah. would establish a 14-member redesign commission made of lawmakers, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, so it was two lawmakers decided, yeah, we better do this. 
And they speak for all of us. Well, here's an example of, of what's in store. Uh, Jeffrey Brush, the big sign guy from Pequot Lakes. Yes. He says... One of the greatest uh, videos ever that he sent. He writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you! Joe, I can relate to your affirmation of the original too many cooks spoil the broth adage. I believe that was from August 9th, he notes. Sometimes it is the little things that rankle us the most. So it is with me and my alma mater, the University of Minnesota at Morris, which for decades has been recognized by the acronym UMM, right? Mm -hmm. uh, concise, logical, and it makes sense. Recently, my alumni magazine arrived with a new acronym, one that has placed a burr under my saddle. It is now known as UMN Morris or UMNM. What the? For 60 years, it has been UMM. Why the change? How is it better? Can anyone honestly say that this is an improvement? It makes no sense. And how do you even say it now? Ironically, as I am comparing this to your broth story, this is a prime example of that very maxim. Almost certainly this is the product of too many cooks. And you're going to have that with the state flag. I also believe that this also qualifies as another example of doodling. So do we have doodling and too many cooks simultaneously at play here? Here is an old saw that is worth remembering. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I realize that this is not the end of the world, but it rankles me nonetheless. Pushing back, always good luck. Uh, Jeffrey Brush. P.S. Topic for another day. But I like it, so I'm doing it today. I was just wondering about the phrase, Hail, fellow, well met. I always thought it was hail, H-A-L-E, but I saw in print where someone spelled it, hail, fellow, well met, H-A-I-L. Huh? Do you know which one it should be? To me, it seems that hail, H-A-L-E, would be yeah. the proper choice, but now yeah. I'm wondering. I thought Kenny could sort this one out. People tell me that he gets his country boy common sense straight from the tap. Uh, I'm with him. Hail, go H with hail, H-A-L-E. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I have no the opinion. Dictionary disagrees. Oh, really? Dictionary says H A I L. Isn't that a, a balls of ice that fall from the sky? It certainly is. Yes. Well, what is H A L E? Uh, I have hail no a, idea. Hail it, a cab. Hail it thee. Just says showing excessive familiarity. That's a dictionary. Hail fellow, well met. Uh, for manners. Wait, now, uh, which which hail spelling uh -huh. are you talking about? H A I L. All right. Could the you please tell me what H-A-L-E means? Um, sure. Uh, hang on. Hail fellow well met. English idiom using when referring to a person whose behavior is hearty, friendly, and congenial. H-A-I-L once again. So uh, let me uh, see. H-A-L-E, of a person, especially an elderly one, strong and healthy. Boy, I could go with either one then. Hail. I guess so. Oh. Chip Hale, good pinch hitter for the Twins in the late <laughs> 90s, too. Hail Irwin. Thank you. Hail you. Uh, Joe, before you move, are you going to move away from the flag thing? Yes. Are we buddies with uh, Steve uh, Drezkowski of Mazeppa? We are, aren't we? Haven't we had him on? Uh, his name Mazeppa, sure Minnesota? Familiar. Yeah. I think so. I think we have uh, him on. Republican out of Mazeppa, he's commenting on this uh, flag thing. And his uh, quote here, and I'm getting this from Alpha News, 
We want to ensure that the redesign doesn't represent one ideology or any one thing, but it is something that would represent all of Minnesota. That won't happen. This will be a leftist I, ideology. Steve's going to have to fight hard on our behalf to make sure that oh. happens. It will represent a leftist ideology. There's no other reason to have assembled a committee. Mm-hmm. It'll be a committee of like-minded souls. They didn't invite any GLer to be on the committee. Well, I think that they'd have all of our best interests in mind, don't you? No, I Based don't. Based upon what's happened the no, last... No, I don't, mm-hmm. Chris. Okay. I keep thinking of that quote that I have to paraphrase that the governor gave, um, saying uh, we're not going to allow Minnesota to become a haven for um, uh, something agenda, uh, outrageous agendas. What was it? Um, something agendas. But that's exactly what he's done, only for the left. Let me tell you something. Does that make any sense? I feel that it did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love response from emailers who use the products we advertise because it it corroborates that we're representing good people. Sure. And that the stuff they advertise actually works. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mayor, I have a precision garage door story to share with you and fellow GLers. I received a call from my daughter last Thursday before the Labor Day weekend. The call was to inform me that her garage door was not working properly. So like a good GL father, I grabbed my tool bag, some tools, and headed over to her townhouse to see what I could do. I showed up, and as I started to take my tool bag out of my pickup truck, I noticed that her garage door was crinkled up like an accordion. One of the support beams on the 15-year-old garage door had come loose, causing it to bind inside the rails. Mm. I decided at this point it was best to leave my tool bag in the truck and that it was a job for professionals. So I grabbed my phone and called three garage door companies. One was a company I've done business with in the past. One was the company whose sticker was on the existing garage door. And the last was to Precision Garage Door because of the ads I'd heard on GL. The first company could not get out there until October because of a worker shortage, and the second company gave me a similar answer. However, Precision Garage Door was able to come out on Friday with a salesperson and provide a quote on the spot, and and if asked, complete and if asked, complete the install on Tuesday morning after Labor Day. The other companies gave me a quote over the phone, and all the prices were similar. My my daughter decided to go ahead with Precision Garage Door, and they came out, as promised, Tuesday morning, installed the door, and did a fabulous job. And the daughter I used to have and her GL dad could not be happier. Another one of life's little problems solved. Thanks for the recommendation. Keep pushing back, Steve, from West Lakeland Township. I've told you. Look what he did. He called three people. Boom. You need a guy. Mm-hmm. You need a garage door guy. My guy is an entire family, a GL, Minnesota family-owned business, precision garage door of the Twin Cities. You see how they just took care of somebody, and they did it promptly. They served the metro in western Wisconsin. They're available on weekends, which they don't charge extra for, and uh, they do it correctly. Find out uh, much more and get help from them at PrecisionDoorMN.com. 
your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework. So why aren't you doing your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve better than that. Get options. Let's face it. Your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not just one. Outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3369 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. We're all on the same page. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. <laughs> You got Tourette's or something there, Suchi? What the? What do you got going on there, buddy? Yeah. No, go ahead, son. We uh, probably have to adjust your medicine. Uh, <laughs> it's the time of the season. It's the season. It's the zombies, isn't it? It's the time of the season. For buying a Polaris Sportsman. Moon Motorsports. They have all the brands we need, including a big stock of Polaris ATVs. The Sportsman line of ATVs on sale now. You can save up to 750 bucks on select Sportsmans. Uh, you'll see them all on the website. Sportsmans. That sounds weird, doesn't it? Sportsmans. Uh, anyway, yeah, the website. That's where you're going to see them all. Moon Motorsports. Com. And you families that ride together, you know something the rest of us don't. You know that in the fall, Minnesota is the place to be. The scenery, the weather, the family, it all comes together in the fall here in the Midwest. And if you're thinking about a new bike, a new to you used bike, Moon is the place to go. They've got a big selection, wide selection of brands. And again, the website, get there. You can see them all. MoonMotorsports.com. They're up in Monticello, south side of 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities. Listen to this. KTM, Husqvarna, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, and Ski-Doo. You can see it all at MoonMotorsports.com. I want to bring up Doc... <laughs> Why? Why? direction. <laughs> Just like doing what I'm told. I think he's like when he reads the Bible, he's a literalist, not a contextualist. <laughs> I forgot, Chris. That's okay, Joe. I want to bring up Dr. Fauci, but I don't want this to oh. descend into chaos. What is your email address? GLJoe <laughs> at garagelogic.com. GLers, you can do what Chris and I normally do when Fauci's name comes up. I Just haven't send, even done this piece yet. Send, but we know what you're going to say. Send the email to Such. You don't know what I'm going to say uh, because I He's don't know what I'm going to say. The, around the periphery of American culture, there's been snippets of information indicating that, uh, A, uh, there's a new variant of COVID. Shocker. And, B... Uh, some masking is going to be recommended. Uh, let me preface by saying 
I don't think this country can take it again. Well, this country won't take it again. It, it can't because it's too devastating uh, to people's well-being, financially and otherwise. I don't know anything about the new variant, uh, except what we said upon the introduction of the first episode of COVID. Uh, if you're going to go down that road, you know, there's always going to be then, well, what's the next variant? And it seems as though that's being exposed to us. I don't know anything about it. Have you guys heard about a second variant and there's vaccines for it? And I've heard whisperings about and, that, but nothing official. It's all been speculation at this point. And I read a couple of pieces about Dr. Fauci. Uh, here's one that says in a Saturday interview... I believe I saw this. I will read you from the Wall Street Journal in a moment. In a Saturday interview, former White House chief medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, spoke out in defense of masking up amid today's rising COVID cases. Okay. I will say at the airport, I have seen an increase of maybe 20% voluntary mask wearing. In the event that masks are again recommended, he is concerned that people will not abide by the recommendations. I would hope that if we get to the point that the... Let me just cut to what he said. Let me, uh, let me just cut to what he said. This is from the editorial page of today's Wall Street Journal when they have a little feature called Notable and Quotable. And they take verbatim what some important figure in the news has said. Okay. Uh, and this is Michael Smirkanish interviewing Anthony Fauci on CNN September 2nd. Smirkanish, Dr. Fauci, nice to have you back. How worried are you that people will not follow advice to wear masks if, big if, if we get to that? Fauci, well, Michael, that's a very good question. As you said, if we get to that. I mean, we're starting to see a surge of cases, as you mentioned, about an 18% or 19% increase in hospitalizations, certainly going in the wrong direction with, looks like a late summer and into the fall surge. How bad it's going to get, we don't know. As you know, this is a very unpredictable virus, and it has shown us that over the last three and a half years. I am concerned that people will not abide by recommendations. And we're not talking about mandates or forcing anybody. But when you have a situation where the volume of cases in society gets to a reasonably high level, particularly the vulnerable, those who are elderly and those with underlying conditions are going to be more susceptible and vulnerable if they do get infected to get severe disease leading to hospitalization. We know that. That's a fact. We've seen that. So I would hope that if, in fact, we get to the point where the volume of cases is such and organizations like the CDC recommend, CDC doesn't mandate anything, I mean recommends that people wear masks, I would hope that they abide by the recommendation and take into account the risk to themselves and their families. And again, we're not talking about forcing anybody to do anything. And that concluded his quote in this story I was referring to. 
I don't know what he means. What I also heard him say, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm certainly willing to be corrected, he he was then challenged challenged by this this Michael whatever Smirkamish, right? Who apparently is a CNN guy, weekend guy. I don't know. Yep. Yep. I don't know him. Uh, I think uh, Smirkamish said, "Well, we've had studies, doctor, that show that masks are not effective." Uh, and then he then Fauci answered that. Uh, Fauci, who served as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the National Institutes of Health until December of 2022, also called into question a January 2023 Cochrane study that found masking to be ineffective. All right, and I believe Fauci would contest that the masks are ineffective. He said... When you're talking about the effect of the pandemic as a whole, the data is less strong, Fauci said. But when you talk about an individual basis of someone protecting themselves, there's no doubt that there's many studies that show that there is an advantage to masks. The Cochrane study, led by 12 researchers from esteemed universities around the world, compared the use of medical surgical masks to wearing no masks. The review found that wearing a mask makes, may make little to no difference in how many people caught a flu-like illness, COVID-like illness. Nine studies involving 276,917 people and probably makes little or no difference in how many people have flu COVID confirmed by a laboratory test. But Fauci is saying masks work. It seems to me what he's saying is the masks work in a mass event. Mm. Is that what he's saying? He doesn't. He's saying in an intimate setting from what I read of it. So if you have two or three people sitting around, they'd work. But if, if you're talking about a huge mass of people, they have very little effect. It depends on when you ask him. Seriously. It changes that often. Well, he's not he's not being clear enough for me. No. Uh, I, he, he has <clears throat> offered me counsel here that has left me up in the air. In other words, I'm I'm Joe Citizen, and uh, I I listen patiently to Doctor Fauci, and I hear him say these things. He leaves me befuddled. I, I don't know what he, because I think you want concrete answers, and he doesn't have them. That's why he should just say, "We don't know." It's okay you know to what? say we don't know. But it's when not going to pass muster in twenty twenty three. That's all. We could have asked the first time around exactly what Matthew just said. Yeah. We just don't know. It would have been so much better if they would have said that. But what did they do instead? They shoved the masks on us. They made us stay indoors. They closed parks. My God, they told us to avoid being outside. Vitamin D, the best thing you could possibly do. Walking around outside without a mask, the healthiest 
health, excuse me, healthiest thing you could have done. They advised against that. Well, and now well, look what they did. They blew the surplus, so if they have to start paying people to stay home, they don't have any money. Well, the, the elephant in the room is, despite what Dr. Fauci is saying here on a national scale, there is nothing to stop governors from reinstituting mask mandates. The CDC might not issue a mask mandate. According to Fauci, they cannot. They can't, yeah. But there's nothing to stop a governor from pulling this again. And best of luck to anyone that does decide to do that. No one's going to listen. And that governor's decision will be solely based on politics and nothing else. Right. The Democrats are going to toe the Democratic line. The Republicans are going to laugh in the face of it. It's all politics. When it's our health and our well-being that matters the most, they're playing politics. You know what? Personally, I have found what works for me with COVID, chill boy underpants, Chuck Taylor high tops, and a GL hat. Fights COVID like you wouldn't believe. Let's go. Wear them everywhere. You survived? (laughs) God. Our TSA... Have TSA agents ever stopped wearing a mask? Yes, there, there's no there's no mandatory mask. They they. So right now at the airport, for example, is there a law that says you must wear a mask no. taking public transportation? No. I'm assuming we can consider flight a public transportation. Yes, there there is not a mandate that you have but to But you are seeing a, an increase in the number of passengers who might be wearing one? Correct. All right. How uh, about on that diarrhea plane? Were there a lot of masks yeah, on that? Yeah, that was a bad one. But, Joe, why can't we leave it like that? Why can't it be based on an individual basis? Exactly. Why can't, what's wrong with that? I want to go back to something I wrestled with at the very onset of this world dilemma. And that is, the United States never previously acted this way. Right. Never acted this way. Um, 1968, you had a horrible, what was called Hong Kong flu. It it was devastating to many people. Um, It it made a couple of paragraphs, maybe, in the daily newspaper. Okay. Wasn't at some point, didn't the country deal with vaccinate, Jesus, swine flu? I can't talk today. Vaccinations that they were forcing the public to get? Polio. Yeah. But polio vaccinations were the result of years years and years of study. Yeah. Is that the one that made the funny you mark were on the you watching side? the neighbor child get polio. Yeah. Yeah. So you went and you your mom took you and you got a polio shot. Yeah. And it was proven to work because it had taken uh, Jonas Salk forever to figure this thing out. Yeah. Uh, I want to stay on track here. So, yes, the United States has had vaccinations before we've had swine flu vaccinations was that the one that made the funny mark on the I, side I believe permanently? so okay. i believe so uh i suppose when we were kids we had mumps and measles vaccinations right? pox. all of which were the result of years of study all along came covid uh 
and we acted like chickens running around with their heads cut off, and people were racing to create a vaccine. And don't, don't skip by the fact that it was Trump that said and made all these outrageous statements. We're working on a vaccine. We're going to get this. I'm going to push it through. I'm using every all of my power. He left off. And by the way, all the Democrats, all the lefties said, no, 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 this, no, uh-uh, no, don't trust this some bitch. Yep. Uh, then um, Biden got into office and all of a sudden they did trust it because Biden was pushing it. All I know is we never acted this way before. Ever. And suddenly we acted this way. So if there is another variant, if it begins to... Uh, make people ill. Are we going to act that way again? There are always and have been. Uh, this is at least the fourth or fifth variant, so that's not going to change. Okay, right. So I, I don't, I don't think we'd react that way. I, well, unless, of course, you had you know thousands of people dropping dead for no reason. But th this is not the first variant. No, this is about the fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it right now, I believe, uh, more active in Canada than it is in the United States? But it's a variant. We're heading into the autumn season. Uh, it seems like almost deja vu, the things we're hearing. And right now you're hearing them on the periphery. They're not, they're the, not uh, the main thrust. And the minutes that it's the main thrust... David Muir will drop a thunderstorm in Arkansas, which leads the news now, and he'll go right to the variant. Right. The uh, hospitalizations last week of August up 15% in the U.S., so I'm guessing it's up here. I don't know, you know what we'd consider huge. I will say that mall. I would not trust Donald Trump, and it would have to be a credible source of information that talks about the um, the efficacy and the and the reliability of whatever he's talking about. I will not take his word for it. He wants us to inject bleach. I, no, I will not take his word. Did he say that? No. Nope. See, th th this thing, Joe. Have we? What was your exact phrase? Have we ever acted this way? Say it again for me. Has we this have... country ever acted this way? Uh, to an illness. You could say that on so many different levels and so many different topics surrounding this. Remember how we weren't allowed to talk about the origins of COVID. Remember how we weren't allowed to talk about ivermectin. We weren't... And they you weren't were, allowed to doubt anything. Right. They, and they were banning users on social media platforms. They were censoring information. They were laughing and mocking. We weren't allowed to even have discussions on different. Go ahead, Chris. I'm you're, sorry. You're, you're not, you weren't allowed to ask a question. Right. You just weren't yeah. allowed to ask any By questions. By the way, they've really got Kamala locked up somewhere, don't they? She <laughs> is completely out of the news. Well, she's got to get prepared for when she's going to run the country when they remove Joe. Somebody gave her the word efficacy. She's never heard that word in her life. So great word, though, isn't it? It is. Efficacy. It is. So how are we as GLers going to act and react regarding this new go-around? Uh... I know I, what I'm doing. I, I think I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be in um, no hurry to wear a mask. I was never one to be in a hurry the last time. I thought it was foolhardy to be out walking. 
outside. And I saw people at the fair. Yeah, yeah, I saw people at the fair this yeah. last week. But again, that's their prerogative. They yep. can do it if they yeah, want. Right I don't ahead. care. What, I don't you care. Know, it's yeah. like the backwards baseball hat thing. If you want to look like a dumbbell, go ahead. But I, I'm, I'm loath to think. Well, that, that was passive aggressive, yeah. Kenny. <laughs> I'm, I'm loath to think that we're going to kill off more small businesses. Uh, I, that just can't happen. People's livelihoods are at stake. They haven't recovered yet. Haven't recovered yet. And uh, this country cannot literally afford, financially afford, to have this happen again. What about shots, well, Joe? Getting, are you going to get the jab? And again, we the five of us differed because I know, John, mm -hmm. you've gotten all the shots and all the available backups, right? That's true. I, yeah. have, I have no I'm, criticism of you whatsoever yeah. for doing that. None at all. And I think people should be able to do whatever they want to do with it. And I think I made an informed decision. You know, I talked to my cardiologist and my normal doctor and they said, yep. yes, don't yep. don't. Don't hesitate. Don't screw around, right? But that's yeah. the point. That you, but we're kind of glossing over the what you just mentioned, John. Mm -hmm. It should be up to every individual what yes. they decide to do. You're not going to tell me what I'm going to do personally or my for God. my kids. They, Chris, they issued us cards yeah. that we had to show, like to get into First Avenue, which used to be a punk yeah. rock against the world joint, and now it's you know just another arm of the Democratic Party. I had cards. I, what, what, cards. Do you do, what do you do? I got I, right. I'm looking at it right now this morning from a member of my family who's working beside a woman whose husband and grandbaby have COVID. So mm -hmm. what should she do? You know what I mean? She asked she me and I said, I'd stay away from them. Yeah, from she should. I could. Absolutely. You know. Take precautions. If, uh, um, but uh, uh, hold on. I'm sorry, Kenny. Yeah. No, go but on. if anyone, a lot, we're what, three and a half years into the pandemic, probably closer yeah, to four March at this point. 20, March of 20. Yep. If you don't think that you haven't had this at some point or other, the severity of which you've had it varies. I get all of that. But if you don't think that you've had it in your system at some point, you're kidding yourself. But you can still get it and you can still die, though. Right. That's not that's not an issue. My point right. being, we're going to have to figure out we we've had to live with it is my point. Right. Well, okay, see now to me everything that you just said between getting a vaccine and the other thing is contradictory. Because what do you mean? How so? we're, we're going to live with it, but we're not going to try and it, But John, it's never it. going we're, away. We're, that's me, my point. Let me help you. Let me help you. Okay. We're we're, we're This got looked at the first time. I think you could attach a dynamic of the mystery to it. And part of the many aspects of the mystery is that there shall be no hardships in life. Everyone should be the same. We shouldn't have any bumps in the road. If that means tearing down things and make everything, everything everyone miserably equal, that's what we're going to do. And I think COVID came along and people thought, I can't die from this. This cannot interrupt my life. This should not be an imposition to me. And, I, and I'm going to do whatever the government tells me to do because I've chosen to believe in the government to keep me alive. That's what I think happened the first time. And I think that I think the culture is susceptible yeah. to the same thing again, that we can't possibly sacrifice. We can't possibly. I, I, we, I don't want any. I don't want to work. 
I don't want to have to go to school. I don't want to have to do anything if my government tells me they're going to keep me safe with this new round of vaccines. That's what we're going to do. And that's what I reject. That's what yeah. I mean when I yeah. say we've yeah. never acted this way before. Now, <laughs> if you want to go get the vaccine, as, as Kenny said, uh, uh, and John is perfectly happy with it, it's working for him, his doctors recommend it, I think that's great. But that's imagine, where I'd leave it. That's where I'd leave it. Think about it, Joe. Imagine how disappointed those people must have been to find themselves in a pine box because of COVID. Yeah. They did everything the government told them to do, yet there they are, buried. Uh, it's, uh, it's, well, We're all going to die. Might happen today. Well, and if it does, you got to get hold of Mueller. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> it's a, it's a clumsy segue. Oh, no, I thought it was perfect. But, that was major uh, market. I, I mean, what that I, was. You know, be, in fact, it would be interesting to talk to Scott Mueller. I've known him all my life. I'm speaking about Mueller Memorial. We're in the third generation of Mueller's. They've been serving families for more than 75 years at a difficult point in life. I've never talked to him about COVID deaths. And I, I would imagine, like anyone in his industry, he... He saw many and handled many, or uh, I would be interested in seeing. Uh, I will. In fact, the next time I see him, when he's done taking my pulse, <laughs> I'll ask him what what that was like. I Again, I've known this family for a long time, and uh, they take care of difficult details so you can spend the time with your family. You can plan how to turn a death into a celebration of a life well-lived. You can uh, bring any aspect of that life well-lived to the ceremony. Mueller will help you with that, guide you through it. For for Pete's sake, there's even a bar at the White Bear Lake location. Uh, We use it for my mom. You know, (laughs) what are you going to do? Mary Helen would have been proud. I think there are people still there. (laughs) That was 2016. Uh, This isn't fun. It's not a fun topic, but... uh, and, and I'm not suggesting to you that Mueller will make it fun, but he's going to make it less overwhelming and less frightening. And I urge you to get a hold of the uh, Mueller people. They're good people. MuellerMemorial.com. Hey, GLers. This is Pete Arnold from Hire a Pro. You know, the company that helps you be your own contractor so you can make the roofing company profits instead of the roofing company? I've got Chrissy here. So, Chrissy, why are you in my commercial? You helped me replace my roof. How did that go? It went great. You educated us on how everything worked, showed us behind the curtain, so to speak. And after our $25,000 roof was replaced, we walked away with almost $6,000 for the work we put in. And what work was that? Uh, well, we got the permit and we picked the color. Hire Pro handled everything else. You did a great job, and I'm not even being paid to say that. If anyone's listening and has a storm damage claim, call them. Don't hire a roofer. Hire a pro. That's awesome. I I appreciate the kind words, and I I think you just made up our new motto. All right, Joe, you're up. So if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400 or visit them online at hireadotpro. That's hire, uh, and then put the dot there, pro. Can we we go? (laughs) Are you tone loke? Can we go? You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. What is a guy to talk about? Do you talk about seafoam tranny treatment? Do you talk about the motor treatment? Bugs be gone? There's so many things to talk about. Wonderful products from seafoam. 
I'm going to talk about Bugs Be Gone since I love it so much. And it's so amazing. You can actually witness it working right in front of you. That windshield gets covered. And I mean, do what I do. Let it get covered so you can barely see out so it's distracting. And then spray it on there and just count to a 100 and watch these bugs melt away and slide down the windshield. It's absolutely amazing. It's safe for everything. Don't worry about getting overspray in the paint or anything like that. It's non-toxic. It's a water-based formula. No film or haze when it dries, and it works on anything organic. Heck, it works on uh, bird poop. Try it. We I, I actually used it on bird poop on the home on my uh, the window on my house. Uh, you the can key use it to on... bird poop is you better get to it quick. Got to yeah. get there right yeah. up there. Yep, it's you're got right about that. Got a lot of acid or something in it. Gets a little yep. fresh. Yep. Same with dog poop. If you got dog poop on the windows, spray well, how that. How many uh... people have dog poop on their car and <laughs> <laughs> their windows? Well, well it is. Little... It is organic. It works on goose poop uh, on your golf cart. Just spray it on, wait a few minutes, wash it off, and the bugs be gone. Another wonderful product from our peeps at Seafoam. I don't know about you guys, but I have not had a drop of rain from this shift to a, a fall. Are day. you kidding? Not a drop. Really? We got poured on this morning. Oh, you're yeah, lucky. We got a good shower up here. Yeah. We got nothing. We so got nothing. Before, before we get to John, I have to report to you that we are disbanding the committee to change Boy, the GL flag. Long. That was quick. Well, <laughs> virtually everybody is mad. Angie is mad at me. Vic is mad at me. The kid from Texas doesn't want to be on it. And Angie, who's in Italy, is saying, what? the f no yeah. i'm not a part of that wow. so we are just manned yeah we're just banding the committee the flag thus yep. remains yes it does here's john height wait time Thank out before you go john yes sir uh-huh dan rosen i was playing highland national hole number five from the gold tees 484 yards i hit my drive 267 yards my callaway three medal into the hole i was playing with mal and nancy scanlon in the cretan Durham hall golf league i've had a hole in one but never an albatross the odds for a hole in one are 12,500 to one and the odds for an albatross are six million to one yeah albatrosses are really rare tiger woods has a uh, had 20 hole in ones but no albatrosses you can tell i have researched this one Fred Couples, uh, to my knowledge, has never had a hole-in-one. There's a lot really? of pros that have never had a hole-in-one. And um, for those of you that aren't members of the Garage Logic Town Council, Rookie, will you tell us why you're informing <laughs> us of that information? Yeah, we oh, were talking about that right. off the that air. That was off book. the air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so thanks a lot. My French know. teacher had a, uh, hit an albatross <laughs> on... French uh, teacher. And... Uh, Reavers asked why I'm still in touch with my French teacher, and we talked back. Well, I just found it interesting. That's pretty cool that you're still in you're still in touch with him. Yeah, he's a good guy. He parties. Here's John Height. He's he's a good guy, perhaps if it were a French teacher named Giselle or something. Um, How do you Dan Rosen from Cloquet, Minnesota? (laughs) How do you refer to him, Matthew? Do you give him the Mister, or do you call him by his by his first name? Uh, I call him M Rosen. I don't call him Dan. Yeah, Monsieur? don't you? That's disrespectful. I call him don't? le professeur milieu. It's Mr. Rosen, the best Mr. French teacher. Mr. Rosen. John Height is trying well, to say something. Well, thank you, Joe. The Minneapolis City Council is moving forward with its plan to make Century Plaza their new home for the third police precinct. Even though it's not in the <laughs> yeah. third precinct, <laughs> where where is exactly. that in the third? Yeah. <laughs> Council members voted to buy part of the building, which is actually located, as Joe just said, outside the third precinct. The city will pay about twenty-five million dollars for several million. floors of the building. And it cost them three million to rebuild the one they destroyed. Hmm. 
Officials say officers would not move there until January 2025. The third precinct was burned down in 2020 during riots following the murder of George Floyd. Since then, the Minneapolis City Council considered multiple options for stationing officers that serve the area. The 75 officers assigned to the third precinct have been working out of a temporary office space in downtown Minneapolis along 3rd Street. Police are investigating the after they say three people were found dead inside a building in Breezy Point yesterday. According to Breezy Point, police officers called to the White Birch Resort shortly after 8.45 p.m. When officers got there, they found the bodies of three people inside a building. They haven't specified as to what kind of building they were found inside of. Currently, police say there is no ongoing threat to the public. They haven't said what led up to or caused the deaths. No names have been released, and the investigation is continuing. The 21-year-old who recruited young women into a sex trafficking scheme run by Anton Tony Lazaro has been sentenced to three years in prison. A judge handed down the 36-month sentence to Gisela Castro-Medina on Tuesday morning. She'll be on supervised release after that for five years. She's expected to turn herself into federal authorities next month. She was indicted alongside Lazaro, a former political donor and strategist in 2021. The then 18-year-old used social media to recruit 15- and 16-year-old girls who Lazaro then paid for sex. Lazaro sentenced last month to 21 years in prison for his part in all of this. His indictment in 2021 touched off a political firestorm that led to the downfall of Jennifer Carnahan. As chair of the Republican Party of Minnesota, she had been a friend of Lazaro's and did a podcast with him. You have the uh, Proud Boy sentencing coming up in your news? I have that after right. the break. I'd like to we'll hear that, yeah. Break in a little while here. Yeah. The final attendance figures are in for the state fair the last week, and it fell just short of last year's totals. The great Minnesota get-together saw a final attendance figure of 1,835,825. 835,826 people. That would make it the sixth most attended state fair in history. Attendance was 119,731. That was Labor Day, of course, short, uh, way short, actually, of the 156,000 who attended the final day in 2022. Did uh, what happened at the end of the day on Labor Day, did that affect attendance a lot? What happened? Well, they they had to stop letting people in because of uh, the crowds that were trying to storm the gates. And I don't, I think it was around 7 p.m., but I don't know how much that affected attendance at all. That's the only thing I was wondering. They they said the heat basically was the issue on Labor Day. Oh, I suppose. Sure. I think the dear old fair could have 40 people show up and it would have made the top 10. It nonetheless continues to mark a recovery from the massive drop in visitors in 2021, which, of course, followed the COVID-enforced cancellation of 2020. Remember how easy it was to walk around in 2021? That was great. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Did we do the show there? We did. In we did 2021? Too, right? mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Uh, if, uh, we, we had a lot of space this, to ourselves, as a matter yes, of fact. Yes, we did. The streets were... <laughs> Very easy to walk through that year. Uh, We talked about this at the beginning of the show a bit. If you received a check already for your Minnesota tax rebate, you may notice it looks like junk mail. Well, don't throw it away. It's not a scam. That check actually came to you from Montana. Minnesota rebate checks being mailed from a Missoula, Montana-based vendor called Submittable Holdings. Payments of 260 going out to Minnesotans whose adjusted gross income in 2021 was 75 grand or less. Married couples who filed jointly get $520. Those who didn't get the rebate via direct deposit will get the mail checks, the checks being sent to the addresses taxpayers used on their 2021 tax returns, unless they updated their addresses by the July 28th 
deadline. Uh, I had direct deposit, but I got a paper check, so I'm not really sure oh. how that worked that yeah. year. So not this year. Well, I'd love uh, to receive a paper check. I like those. <laughs> you could play office then. I do play office. Let's uh, let's take a short break. Do you ever play? Uh, do you ever play doctor? Nope. No, Mr. Not in a few years. Uh, Mr. Reavers has something. Thank you so here. much, John. I'm here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. In fact, I got a text. Check this out. Here's how cool that they are. They remind you. Here it is. Hey, Chris, our records indicate that you are due for a scheduled maintenance. Please call or text the following number. They want to take care of you. Oh, I'm going to do this so fast. You won't even, it's going to make your head spin. That's how much information I'm going to throw at you right now. How much water can you throw? <laughs> Joe? Hofferman Water have been proud supporters of the Garage Logic podcast for quite some time, and that's because I am a customer for life with reminders just like that because I got to get my filter changed on my uh, water softener. So here's the deal get on their schedule right now. Have them come out for a free water analysis by calling 952 894 4040. You can also visit their website, which is hoffermanwater.com. You go on that website, you can see every single system that they have to offer for you. I'm a customer for life. You'll be happy if you decide to make the switch. It's the best water that money can buy, thanks to Connecticut and Hoffman Water. Hoffman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them on the Garage Logic podcast. This is Ricey, and you've heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I recommend that you give Josh a call is simple, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seen in returns. Yep, that is more common than you would like to think in the investment business. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did, and don't forget to ask him why it is 48 minutes. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involved risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. The earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. This music, this music takes me places. <laughs> to lands of uncharted territories. <laughs> or you can also go somewhere where you know that it's going to be really fun and that is, of you course... You think you'll see movie stars? Yes, I think we will see movie stars, because Croatia is the place to go right it's hot. now. It's hot. And right now, Teresa and Maria at EscapeWithUsVacations.com have an eight-day cruise planned from Split to Dubrovnik, and I've had some feedback from some GLers that have gone on this trip, and they said it is fantastic. I can't wait to... It's going to be a wonderful trip, fun and frivolity, maybe a cocktail or two. It's January 14th through... I'm sorry, July 14th through July 21st of next year. Prices are all included on the website. You get all the itinerary. They show you the maps of where you're going. We're staying on the Adriatic King 
which is sold out. So they added the Adriatic Queen as well. That's a sister ship. And people have asked me at the fair, are they still? Yes, it's still open right now. So go to the website, escapewithusvacations.com. Plan on a wonderful trip. Start saving your money. Get your down payment down. See what the prices are. And you will be golden. Wait a minute. It's going to be a they great trip. They filled the first ship? The first ship is full. So they added a second. They've added <gasps> a second ship. And now that one's filling. And that one is filling as well. So yes. can you request the non-rookie ship? People have. All for right. an extra $100, <laughs> you will yeah. not be on the ship with right. me. Uh, it is a good time, and the stories from people that have gone on this trip prior are fantastic. Maria and Teresa also went on this trip, so they know everything, which reminds me, always use a travel agent. Always use a travel agent because it's cheap insurance. If something goes wrong, they have connections. You can't book it through a third party and think you're going to get all your... Nope. Use a travel agent, and I recommend escapewithusvacations.com. Once again, that's escapewithusvacations.com, or call them, 651-788-4338. We'll see you in Croatia. In other news, in international and national news... I just like saying that. Thanks, Ted. Not always, not always true. Enrique Terrio, the former leader of the Proud Boys, sentenced yesterday to 22 years in prison for his role. He played in organizing a gang of his pro-Trump followers to attack the Capitol January 6, 2021, and try to stop the peaceful transfer of presidential power. Terrio's sentence, stemming from his conviction this spring on charges of seditious conspiracy, was the most severe penalty handed down so far to any of the more than 1,100 people charged in connection with the attack. It's likely to remain that way, given that no other defendants currently face accusations as serious as the ones he did. He was sentenced by Judge Timothy Kelly, a Trump appointee. Until now, the longest prison term connected to January 6th had been 18 years. That sentence issued last week to Ethan Nordine, one of Terrio's co-defendants. The same sentence given in a separate case in May to Stuart Rhodes, the leader of another group, the Oath Keepers Militia, also found guilty of sedition in connection with the storming of the Capitol. Three other men in the case, Joseph Biggs, Zachary Rell, and Dominic Pozzola, were each sentenced last week to between 10 and 17 years in prison. Well, the guy's a moron, but I think it's a great example of there are two sets of laws in this country. Oh, you think? Uh... <laughs> I mean, it's just so terribly evident. Uh, on the third rail, you'll never go to prison. No, no, no. And the the uh, the two laws are one for the rich people and one for the rest of us. They have nothing to do with race. There's two sets of laws. We're in the rest of them category. Yeah. What was it? Was it deserved? A deserved? I don't Forget know how to answer that. Twenty-two years seems like a long time. For sedition. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. In the old days, we just hung him for sedition, didn't That's we? That's true. <laughs> Did anybody go to prison when they stormed the Capitol in the Kavanaugh situation, John? I don't know, Chris. What, I don't uh, think they did. The no, answer I don't, is no. I don't remember anybody yeah. storming the Capitol during the Capitol Oh, you don't. Situation. Yeah, you it don't. happened. And, and it sure did happen. O- and beating up police officers. It sure did happen, John. There's yeah. video yeah. and everything. Beating oh, up police officers. What's his name? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that. Please send I'll send it to you Schumacher right now, John. Jockey. Don't think he won't. Yeah, Willie. Willie. Schumer won't. stood on the Capitol steps and threatened. Uh, Johnny, how many videos do you want? Judges. Seven or eight, Chris. So I'm, no, the guy's, the guy's, a bad, the guy's a bad guy. No, yeah, we're saying there's two sets of rules. We're saying there's two sets of rules. Forget the other side. I said, do you think this was warranted? I don't care about the other what if, the other. Tell me about this case. 
It's important. It uh, I thought we could get away with not playing it, but uh, it's important that we play whataboutism. Uh, if this had been uh, a lefty, I doubt that they'd be getting 22 years. The judge certainly wasn't a lefty. No, he's appointed by Trump. The guy that, you know, gave him the 22 years wasn't a lefty. Will Trump ever get to the point where there's going to have to be this question, the sentencing? Of course, well, you have to find him allegedly. guilty first. Yeah. Well, I saw, uh, what's his name? Steve Simon was asked this morning, or I saw a clip this morning about him not even being on the ballot in the state of Minnesota because of this. Hmm. Well, there's, that's not just here. That's in a bunch of states, that question. Right. He wouldn't win here anyway. And that's the real point of all of this. Yep. That's that's the that's right there. That's the so, not, so you're telling me there's no crimes that have been committed. Is that what I'm hearing, or am I just no no no? no. I didn't say that. <clears throat> no, we're well, not saying say that, that at all. Joe, I'm mostly talking to Chris and Kenny. Oh, oh. No, we're uh, we're reaffirming what Joe said. There's two sets of rules. Uh, yeah, I'm so letting in this case, John. I'm letting Chris dig the hole that I'm being buried in. <laughs> but I don't I don't disagree with him. But but I think what what Joe said is valid. There there seems to be two sets of rules. But I agree with you. This is bad. I do You're not right. argue with you in okay. the least that there are two sets of rules for the yep. of the board. Oh, so we're all in agreement. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, I don't know that I chimed in. We all agree that Chris is correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm nowhere near that, I'm sorry. Oh, man, I forgot really, about this video. If you're really rich, you're really rich, uh, you just end up dying in jail when, mysteriously, the cameras didn't work that night. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 You get suicided yeah. by the Clintons. Right. Right. Or wait, what? No, no. I think that was by Trump, wasn't it? I thought Trump was suicided. <laughs> Seems to be a lot of pictures of Trump and Epstein together. Anyway, let's move along. <laughs> a lot of pictures we? of Clinton and Epstein. Too. Sure. Yeah. Yes. What about Bill Gates? Wasn't yeah. didn't he have Bill his Gates. own? Uh, uh, yeah. It his own that, wing. Uh, phony uh, prince, the king's brother, uh, Albert a Andrew. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Andrew. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pence apparently ready to go all in against the former boss that apparently is your guys's hero uh, as he trails. <laughs> Apparently, is your guys' hero. That was a zinger. He trails the pack, vying for the Republican president. I couldn't resist it. I'm sorry. If you're offended, I apologize. Who did you suggest was my hero? Not you, Joe. Again, not you. He's not only a newsman, he's a comedian. He's a mischief maker, isn't he? An I agitator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I should have the Roycey shirt on. Yeah. On November 13th of 2018, oh, Chris let it go. Nancy yeah. Pelosi issued the following tweet. We welcome the presence of these activists, and we strongly urge the Capitol Police to allow them to continue to organize and participate in our democracy. I don't think they killed anybody. No, they did not. And they didn't break anything. No, they did. They did fight with police, though. They, did, they didn't put any police in the hospital. They didn't make uh, three of them have to so retire there's a difference. because of their well, there, there, There's a difference. Is that what we're saying here, John? Yeah, I think there's a huge difference in what happened right. those two days. So you're saying there are two sets of rules. No, I, I don't think it's two Such, sets wouldn't this be a Such, this would be a great time to take up smoking again, wouldn't it? <laughs> and, and drinking. It seems like that's the yeah. only way to get what? through this. Let me move through Mike Pence again. In notes from his speech to be given tonight, Pence will warn uh, in New Hampshire that populism versus conservatism uh, is the problem that's going on here. He said both the right's populists and the left's progressives are fellow travelers on the same road to ruin. 
He said in the remarks, or will say, a leading candidate last year, that would be Donald Trump, called for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution, while his imitators have demonstrated willingness to brandish government power to silence critics and impose their will on opponents. Pence will also argue the Republican Party can choose populism or conservatism, but not both because conservatives embrace checks and balances while populists scorn them. He also warns the GOP risks standing for little more than, quote, personal grievances and performative outrage. Hmm. State <laughs> Pence right now sits at around 5% in the GOP primary polls. Of course, Donald Trump is at over 50% in all those GOP polls. Oh, Pence, he isn't gaining any traction, is he? Nobody is. Doesn't have a shot. Nobody Haley. does. And they're Haley. bailing on DeSantis? Yep. Yeah, he's... Uh, hmm. Roku is cutting about 10% of its workforce, or 360 people. It will limit new hiring as it cuts costs to stem a series of quarterly losses. Despite that, streaming platform also said in a regulatory, uh, regulatory filing today, it expects adjusted third quarter revenue of between 835 and 875 million, way better than the 828 million Wall Street had projected. Shares, which have already doubled since the start of the year, jumped 10% at the beginning bell. San Jose, California-based company had 3,600 full-time employees in 14 countries. And well, as lawyers were yelling at each other, I might as well read this story. Pile on, Johnny. <laughs> Pour a little gas on the fire. Fallout from Elon Musk's threat to sue the Anti-Defamation League continues for a third straight day. Walt Mossberg, former Wall Street Journal reporter and one of the most respected veteran tech writers in the U.S., announced he's leaving Twitter, now known as X. Mossberg made the announcement on Meta's threads and offered a scorching takedown of Musk's latest foray into boosting the far right, his attacks on the Anti-Defamation League. Mossberg said, I've deactivated my account, which I had begun in 2007. He said, under Elon Musk, Twitter has not only decided to stop blocking bigots and liars and pro-insurrectionists, it has actively welcomed them with apparent support from Mr. Musk. I had already cut my participation there by 90%, but Musk's latest move to threaten to ban and sue the ADL to the delight of anti-Semites and other haters is the last straw for me. Uh, Musk created a firestorm of controversy over the weekend by boosting calls from Irish white nationalist Keith O'Brien, who goes by Keith Woods online, to ban the ADL from Twitter. O'Brien, who self-identifies as a raging anti-Semite, joined other far-right agitators, Jeez. many of who were previously banned from Twitter and had their accounts restored under Musk's leadership. He then accused, Musk that is, the ADL of being one of the biggest generators of anti-semitism on twitter there should only be a twitter for neat stuff neat like, stuff. like videos of gals going down steps backwards on their rollerblades stuff like that S super 70 sports yeah i the rest of it is just bs and bs and that's but i fun. love seeing the weird videos of people making stuff and yeah and pets fun cat and fun dog videos yeah, yeah. protesters storming the cat in your hand yeah. fun yeah. stuff fun stuff yeah. the rest of this is just ridiculous <laughs> Uh, we didn't get this story last week. I wanted to get it in at least once. Uh, remember in uh, the Chicago White Sox game? The, oh, the gun, God, the I'm so glad you're bringing this up. The gun, <laughs> something Chris and I can agree on. See see what I did there? I brought it all back. Yeah. What, what, what is it? What? Well, uh, there was, I don't know if you remember the story, but there was a gunshot. They thought it came from outside the stadium of the Chicago White Sox game. Well, we found out last week after they investigated, the shooting was an accidental discharge yeah. from a gun that a woman had snuck into the stadium 
in the folds of her fat. Oh, <laughs> I saw that headline. <laughs> I wonder why she brought it in. Protection. Uh, protection, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Well, police, you know, I've been to a lot of ball games. I never feel I had to have a gun. Uh, police previously said that a 42-year-old woman sustained one gunshot wound to the leg and a 26-year-old woman also st- sustained a graze wound Did to the abdomen. Did the fat abdomen. shoot herself? Uh, yes. Oh. That's basically what happened. But the story doesn't say which fold the gun was under or in. <laughs> I want to know, was it Just under? See, not, a lot of us really don't really care which fold. <laughs> oh, I think this is very well, important yeah. because... Kenny's describing like it's a vertebrae, you know, the L5 uh, roll. Because a lot of women that have been blessed can hide things in their brassiere or under one of their boots. They lift their bosom up, they no, tuck it understand. in there, let it fall back oh, down. Oh, yeah, I saw a video on Twitter of a mom holding a laundry basket. You yeah. Know. Yeah. 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 That's and all, See, that'd be the fun Twitter. All fat rolls are different, so I want right. to know where, where. I mean, under the belly, the front porch? I don't or... know. In fact, now that you got me thinking about it, does it just sit on there, like on a shelf, or how does it work? Underneath. It's the two folds. Well, I think if you're you know, blessed enough, you can it. actually lift the boob up, and then put it underneath there, there and, and then, then let, let the flop boob... down again? Yeah. That's Picture how. like oh, better be on yeah, safety, yeah, though. Yeah. Better Boy, safety I, better I, be well, on. She, it well, she no, generally wasn't. You yeah. picture like, you know, pigs in a blanket. You know, you got the hot dog, and it's yeah. wrapped, you know. that's It's that kind of a deal. And then what caused the firearm to fire? Was it an errant nipple, or what was it? We don't have the uh, results of the investigation. Kenny. Well, you know what, Joe? Reporting isn't what it no, used it isn't. to be. How do you shoot yourself uh, if you're that fat? Yeah. Did uh, the fat shoot Crazy it? line. I we think have <laughs> danger zone. That's right. That's danger zone. I, the fat must have triggered it is the way I read the uh, police. Uh, what if she got so hot? Uh-huh. Condensation. The gun, the gun oh, yeah. shot out of uh, well, not condensation. increased temperature of the gun. Perspiration is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Huh. Kind of got slippery. Hmm. You know, leaving a dog inside the car I'm on a hot day. I'm thinking back know? to one time where I cleaned, I think it was... <laughs> A revolver, and I left way too much oil in the yeah, cylinder. That'll fire up. And then I loaded it. I loaded the firearm, and then a week later, when I went to use it, some of the gun oil had seeped into inside of the twenty-two cartridge, Ooh. and it was a dud. It wouldn't fire because the powder huh. was all wet. Look, look at that! Look at that! So if there's enough bosom <laughs> sweat, it'll oh. actually get into the cartridge and make the powder ineffective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. <laughs> Never thought we'd get there, huh, Joe? No. I, no. I was told week. that the okay, shots good. in Chicago were from the gangsters shooting each other on the adjacent freeway. Uh, That's what the original story was, that they thought they came from outside the stadium, and then three days later... That's they, the Wild West right Well, there. it's the easy right. assumption to make in Chicago. There, no, that yeah. is the Wild West. There, yeah. I don't know what... Eisenhower, maybe, or whatever freeway. Isn't it 90, 94? And they're just yeah. going up and down the freeway shooting each other. See, what is that phenomenon? I'm thinking, like, Hanlon's razor, never attribute to malice what can be best described by stupidity. What, what um, analogy what would we use in this case? Never attribute to gang violence what could be uh, attributed to clinical obesity. Yeah, to yeah. good girls. Yeah. Good girls. Never attribute to gang violence what could be attributed to good girls. Yeah. Drink yeah. to that. Okay. That's Ken- Kenny's razor. <laughs>
Not Hanlon, Kenny. Kenny's razor. I'm leaving my mark in the world. Me and my forest like gals, we're leaving our mark. John, thank you. You're welcome. We think. Very nice. We think. Do it slowly. Best. Truth, justice, and the suture. My friends at North American Banking Company, oh, good for them. They are about to get a visit from yours, truly. I've got some matters I need to take care of, and that's why I like them and made the switch from the big bank to North American Banking Company. And I know that you'll be happy if you decide to make the switch because they get it. They understand that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then check out my friends at North American Banking Company. You see, they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And this is why this is a big deal. That because that means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. They've been at it since 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers. So check them out online today, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC Joe is an equal housing lender. Two not necessarily unrelated items. Two not not necessarily necessarily unrelated unrelated items. items. The first is from Please Don't Use My Name. Got it. (laughs) But I don't doubt a word this person has written. I work in the criminal justice sector in Hennepin County and was doing research on some of my cases. I came across a defendant who, over the course of the year 2022, was charged with a weapons violation in February, a robbery in March... An assault with a firearm in June, two more weapons violations in July, another assault with a firearm in October, and finally a homicide in December. Joe, this individual currently is only 17. He was involved in seven violent firearm-related crimes in less than 12 months when he should have been enjoying his sophomore and junior years in high school. I have a senior in high school myself right now, and the juxtaposition between these two kids is absolutely heartbreaking and absolutely preventable if our county attorney was doing her job, pushing back but frustrated in Hennepin County. There, ladies and gentlemen, is why you have had decivilization and a decline in our quality of life. Wow. Because that's just one kid. Now... I was noting one kid in one county. You're right. How many more? Many. Wow. I was noting uh, this morning, I was reading about all uh, how many of the high end retailers have closed up shop in Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. on Rodeo Drive and Wilshire Boulevard and the whole deal. They've just said the hell with it. The crime is too. It's not worth it. Well, uh, remember my first email. It's. The decline in quality of life is very appreciable the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. To the point where there's no longer any shame and they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Beverly Hills is becoming a ghost town as high-end retail stores exit the once near Los Angeles amid a spate of high-end smash-and-grab gang robberies. 
Videos posted on TikTok by self-proclaimed nostalgic Angelino shows a dozen Beverly Hills retailers and restaurants completely shuttered and closed uh, because uh, they just can't take the crime anymore, Uh, including Starbucks, for God's sakes. Chipotle. Only to have you point out to me. How can you steal a coffee cup? Only to have you point out to me, Reavers, that there was a bill recently passed yesterday. in California. Yesterday, it was I passed believe. yesterday, and I have this from the uh, Orange County Register. A bill aimed at curbing workplace violence has sparked pushback from the California Retailers Association, which says the legislation would only dissuade employees from confronting shoplifters, leaving an open Im- invitation to come in and steal. Senate Bill 553, submitted by Senator Dave Cortese, Democrat Campbell, was approved in the Senate and was amended in an Assembly Committee on June 20. Under my Senate Bill 553, employers would be prohibited from forcing their workers to confront active shoplifters, and all retail employees would be trained on how to react to active shoplifting, he said following last month's Senate approval. Uh, in a recent interview, Cortese said the bill does not prohibit employees from stopping theft, although we don't want rank-and-file employees to be forced to place themselves in harm's way. Uh, and he is not prohibiting security personnel like guards from stopping shoplifters or active shooters. But if you're the 18-year-old high school senior behind the cosmetics counter, you're being advised don't do a damn thing, which is pretty common, I believe, here, right? And that's been the case for some time, yes. But it is an open... I mean, already the young thieves are so emboldened that uh, this will only uh, improve their pickings. Mm-hmm. They know they're going into a situation where... N- uh, Nothing will be done. N- no one yep. will attempt to stop them. I've told you my story 15 times. It's been here for a long time. I've seen it. Uh, it will continue to be here. And... Uh, You also have a uh, shoplifting problem compounded by Proposition 47 in California. What's what's that now? Well, that's a law enacted, Kenny, in 2014 that made the theft of merchandise valued at $950 or less Mm. a misdemeanor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The misdemeanor is punishable by up to six months in county jail and a fine of up to a grand. But authorities often won't bother to investigate, which I've witnessed myself firsthand. And if they do, prosecutors typically let it go, especially Mary Moriality ain't going to fool with this. <laughs> uh, okay, thieves will make sure they stay at or a $950 level. Could you total this up for me to see if I'm below 960 or whatever? Well, go in every day and steal $949 worth, and you're not going to suffer any consequences. Can you imagine standing in the aisle with your bag and your calculator? Right. So what California is doing, essentially, is enacting laws, enforcing males and females and the whatnots to be beta human beings, be passive, allow bad things to happen to you and your workplace and your family, 
and that's the law. And these politicians with their corrupted ideology, they're just making mincemeat of those of us who follow the rules. Joe, you are a toxic male. That is coming from a place of white privilege and toxicity. But listen to this. You're a thief in L.A. A, you know that uh, the clerk behind the counter is not going to confront you. And you also know if you steal only $949 worth of stuff, you're more than likely to get away with it. I'm going to wow. guess that some of the criminals are so bold that they will steal actually over $900. Funny you say that, Kenny, because I saw a video yesterday of a family. It was mom and dad and I believe three kids. Each of them had a nice big size duffel bag or backpack and loading up and stuff. And to the point where one of the kids waved to the cashier as they walked out the door. Mm-hmm. Well, if you got five people, that means you can take 4750 bucks. That's a good point. Wow, that's quick math. That's a good way to look at it, Mr. <laughs> Newsman. We are creating a soft society that will someday crash and burn. It's, no, it's no longer theoretical. We, it's happening. It's happening. The crashing and burning is happening. It's crashing and burning as we speak yep. in San Francisco. The key word that I learned from Mr. Money Talk is when a company uses the word shrinking mm-hmm. as a means of why they're declining profits or whatever, it's basically theft. Hmm. Why is shrinking. there shrinking? Well, it's because these yes. companies are so <laughs> terrified of, of looking like the bad guy. So you're terrified to say we have a law? Yes. Because you're you're going to basically alienate half of the country, because that's the world we live in. Then in Minneapolis, here's a kid, 17, in less than 12 months, was involved in seven violent firearm-related crimes. Pride Meanwhile, if a uh, Walgreens or CVS or who, what was the case we had in uh, Brooklyn Park, they're racist because they decided to close their store. No, they're tired of getting oh, looted on a right. daily basis. No, that was North Minneapolis. Was it North? I thought yeah. it was Brooklyn Park. It was on uh, Lowry, wasn't it, John, if I remember right? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, uh, never mind. I forgot already. Yep. <laughs> I mean, stealing from your own neighborhood, so then your Walgreens closes. Let's go back. So you can't go. Let's go back oh, to Robin Wansley, Ward 2, Minneapolis. That was yesterday. Who was a liar, allegedly a liar. Why would you continue to vote for the kind of people who continue to destroy your quality of life? Uh, by that, I mean... She'd be entirely on board with that kind of shoplifting law. She'd be entirely on board with a law prohibiting employees from doing anything about it. She's entirely on board with a 17-year-old who's committed seven gun-related crimes inside a year. She's, she's, what, what do you see in her that's improving your quality of life as a citizen of Minneapolis? And why would you continue? Well, in her case... There's no one running against her. Why would that? I mean, it affects her life, too. You'd think so. But she doesn't have much invested. I doubt if she has children. They're not mentioned. So I'm going to say she doesn't have children. She's probably a renter. She probably doesn't own a car. And she's freeloading off the taxpayers. She, what does she have invested? I she's done she's, nothing to build. She's no. done nothing to compete. She's done Ever. nothing to be helpful. Nothing. No. I'm and and I can say that about many 
politicians. Most of the council, most of the city council. Right. How many of them have actually had jobs? Only that Nancy Ford who's running and probably will get beat by a Marxist. Uh, remind me again with the unnamed uh, emailer and the 17-year-old thug. Is he out and among us, or is he currently incarcerated? I don't know. Uh, let's see. I bet there's a fighting chance he's not incarcerated. Uh, this person says, I'm, go- I'm doing research on some of my cases. I came across a defendant. Okay, it doesn't say... Doesn't sound well. The last line is a clue. Uh, this is all preventable if our county attorney was doing her job. I would imagine this fellow is uh, is at large. I would imagine he's out in public, and he's got no shot at a life because he's he's not getting any help at having a shot at life. He's only being condescended to by the mystery. He's been made less than all his life. Now, I told you earlier, I have a quiz for you. Maybe I said this off the air. You did. I have a quiz for you involving today's, this day in history. Okay. Mm. So you'll have to just listen intently. Is it lengthy? And at the end, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Only because they come to us all the way from, I think we're still in Henderson, Nevada, from the Traveling Lymans. It's this day in history. September 6th. On this day. 9-6. In 1877, the Minnesota chapter of the Women's Christian Temperance Union was formed. Temperance unions were dedicated to ending drunkenness. Mm-hmm. On this day. <laughs> September Wait, 6th. Wait, what was the highlight? <laughs> the chapter was formed. BFD. Well, I, you know, it's this day in history. Don't okay. give me any grief. I don't want Matt, that. I don't I, want I, the temperance. You know what? I can turn this into a BFD. What? Um, Minnesota and those women were responsible for prohibition in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And you're there celebrating you them? I'm not saying. Man, well, I'm not just, just reading the damn it's sheet not of paper. See, this is the problem. People Jeez, hear news. Why are you attacking oh, I'm, me? I'm involved. Oh. I'm on Matt's side here. I don't know what your deal is, Suge. There's a test question 22 years. Why don't you all be quiet and try to listen (laughs) intently? Okay. No. On this day in 1889. (laughs) September 6th. Bob Younger died in the Minnesota State Prison at Stillwater, where he was serving a life sentence for his role in the Northfield Bank Raid. And why was he so famous while in prison? He had his ear cut off. Oh, maybe, didn't but he, what else? Didn't he start a newspaper? Did he start the newspaper? Yes, yeah. yes. No. Yep. That's not the test question. Damn it. Oh, we're we're really going. See, we're all, look how we're all getting <laughs> I into know. today because you said on make this sure you day, pay On this day, <laughs> in 1952, uh-huh. presidential candidates Dwight D. Eisenhower and Adlai E. Stevenson addressed a crowd of 125,000 people wow. at the first National Soil Conservation District Field Day and Plow Match held at a field renamed Plowville near Rochester. Plow I've been to Plowville. Hey now. And finally. I'm too old. I don't go to Plowtown anymore. Right. Plowville anniversary. <laughs> 29 years. Feels like 80. Oh, Lord. And finally. Joe, today is September 6th. On this day. 
in 2002, Lodge Boleslav Jablonski number 219 was added to the National Register of Historic Places. It is an example of a fraternal lodge created in Minnesota around the turn of the century by Czech immigrants who had broken from Catholicism to join the free thought movement. Those lodges served their community's social and cultural needs, including those normally met by churches. Now for today's quiz. Yep. Uh-oh. What's missing in today's This Day in History? What was missing in one of those four items? What was missing in one of those four items? Well, we discussed uh, temperance and discussed temperance. You discussed Bob Younger. And the prison newspaper. You had Dwight and Adlai down in Rochester. And you had the lodge, uh, Boleslav Jabonski. Younger was in the James Gang. Nope. No. No. What okay. was missing? Here? Drunken Pollocks. To help and, us understand, <laughs> to help um, us understand this day in history, what was glaringly absent in one of these items? Uh, weather. No. No. Climate <laughs> change. State fair. See, you weren't listening intently I was. enough. I, I was for the first up. item, then I kind of fell off. It's the, something to do with the pole. Uh, the <laughs> pole. distracted. Are we, are, are we allowed to say Polak? Or is that it was like, checks. They were checks. Oh, well, same thing. But you're on the Sweden. right track. You're on the right track. <laughs> um, hmm. These were all foreigners. Oh. <laughs> something to do with Legion Hall. Should I read it to you again? Yeah, do it. On this day... Uh, September 6th. In 2002, Lodge oh. Bolslav Jablonski, number 219, was added to the National Register of Historic Places. It is an example of a fraternal lodge created in Minnesota around the turn of the century by Czech immigrants who had broken from Catholicism to join the free thought movement. These lodges served their community's social and cultural needs, including those normally met by churches. Where was it? Thank you, John Height got it. You're welcome. That was missing. So where I was looked what? it up. So where was it? Yeah, where was what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where did they make the church? <laughs> I thought I thought for sure it had something to do with the Crusher or the Legion or Polka. You know, That's where I they was. They give going. you that whole item and don't even tell you where Lodge Bolslav Jelbonsky is. So it's, I looked it up. It's got. Wait, let me guess. It's on the east side of St. Paul somewhere. No, in really? fact, I was very surprised to discover where it is. Poplar Grove Township in Rosso County. Oh, way up, oh, there. Way up there. Way up there. Up there. Up yeah, there. Up there. Okay. Right here, ahead. Poplar oh, it's flat Grove up Township there. Township oh. in Rosso County. It's so flat up there, Such in the winter when you're driving, you can't tell if it's a lake or a field. Everything is just flat. Yeah, I've, I've been in flat territory it's, it's before. Flat. Kenny, very, thank you. It's very flat, Joe. Very, very interesting. Very flat. Uh, well, that does it, GLers, and I came through for you. I found out where Lodge Bolslav Jablonski is. It's in Rosso County in Poplar Grove Township. And now you know the, the rest, rest of the story. Of the story. <laughs> Paul Harvey, news and comment. Thank you, GLers. Brought to you by Jiffy Time Popcorn. Now, Paul Harvey News.
Hey everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes, weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie, and they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals and get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve my favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need, and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You nailed that, Matthew. Thank you. Was it really jiffy time pop? Yes. How many yeah. times did you run the board or during Archer that? Daniels Midland, supermarket to the world. I used to, when I ran that, it was on reel-to-reel. I would pause the tape, making oh, his two-second pauses, <laughs> nine-second pauses. <laughs> And they just got used to it because it was Paul. Paul Harvey's people called and complained. Oh, that's yeah. like Rush people with the sunspots. Yep. Your damn station sucks so bad you hate Rush. Like <laughs> He's the number. I missed 30 seconds of whatever Rush said. Yeah, due to sunspots. It's a conspiracy. Anyway. No, just sunspots. Sign up on YouTube. Kind of like Jan 6. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube and sign for the town council at garagelogic.com. I had Singer. To. I had to. Do what now? I don't know. 